This podcast contains discussions and descriptions of a sexual nature. If you are under 18 or you are easily offended, please move on and find a podcast all about Disney movies. Otherwise, come and join us. Welcome to the Pineapple Code Podcast. I am Mr. H. And I am Mrs. H. And we are a married couple who have decided to embark on an adventure into the swinging lifestyle to see where it takes us. In each episode, we will discuss our thoughts, feelings, experiences, and what we learn along the way. So please listen in and join us on our journey. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode three of the Pineapple Code podcast. I am Mr. H. And I am Mrs. H. And we're back. It's been a couple of weeks since we did our last recording. Um, But that's, you know, that's the nature of things. We live busy lives, so these things aren't going to be totally regular, but we try to do our best. Anyway, in this week's episode, or this today's episode, we are looking at, or going to talk about, Sexpo. Um, We got to go to Sexpo. uh, For us, it was a couple of weeks ago now. Um, It was the second time we've been to Sexpo. We'd been uh, a few years ago before when before COVID actually hit, uh, it got postponed a couple of times. So today I thought we would talk all about it, what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like, um, what was beneficial for us, uh, basically what the, the weekend that we had and how good it was. So anyway, Mrs. H, would you like to tell everybody what is Sexpo? Okay, Sexpo is an exhibition of all different um, sex products, um, educational seminars for more than a better word. Um, and a lot of retail outlets um, selling their goods. Yeah, so it's basically, in America, they would call these things trade shows or conventions. So it's basically held at a big um, big complex, and you go there, and they've got lots of different stalls where they're selling different things, and, you know, again, presenters and stage shows and, and all sorts of other stuff. Um, and, what, what, I mean, guess, what, what are some of the stuff that we saw, do you think? Oh, um, we saw a lot of retail outlets um, selling their goods. Most bizarre one was a retail outlet selling snacks, but I guess once you finish doing the deed, you're hungry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they were selling all sorts of American lollies and drinks and stuff, weren't they? There was. So it was kind of a bit random. You walk around looking at all these dildos and vibrators and stuff, and then suddenly there's a packet of crisps. That's right. And um, what else was there? There was... Um, Couple of stores selling um, bondage gear, bondage furniture, uh, whips, um, as you said, vibrators, um, dildos. Um, what else was there? Um, uh, a couple of stores selling show bags of different products. Yeah, I think um, the one thing that amazed me though was that bondage furniture, wasn't it? Oh, uh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy had made it was the Saint Andrew's Cross. And he made it in such a way that you could pull it apart and it turn it into a bar stool. So, so your mo- guests would never know that they're actually sitting on a San Andreas <laughs> cross. <right. laughs> so it was really clever, actually. And I had a look at how he actually made it. Um, the only thing I would say is if I was to try and rebuild that was I would make it a little bit easier to reconstruct. So he had, a, he had to basically take a bunch of screws and bolts off and then reattach them all. But if you could make it so he could just quickly unclip things and fold it up, it would have been a a better design but it was still really impressive the the workmanship was excellent and yeah just the idea that your your guests could be sitting on these barstools and have absolutely no idea what they're sitting on that's right and the other um 
the other things that he made was basically a um, a meat tenderizer in the shape of a paddle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess you use that on your ass and smack, smack, smack. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But you know, as Mister H said, the the quality of the workmanship was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. So there was there was a whole bunch of stuff. So obviously handmade stuff like like what we're describing, and then obviously you know st- stuff you buy in shops or whatever. Um, so there were a whole bunch of different things there. Um, they also had. Um, Big stage stage setup where they had stage shows and stuff like that. Uh, so, did you want to talk about a little bit of what we saw with that there, Mrs. H? Okay, so um, they on the main show they had like a, it was like a, a cabaret um, a setup, and where they it was a three part series, and um, I really didn't enjoy that. Um, did you, Mr. H? No, not really. I thought you know. Um, and we was, it was extravagant. It looked fantastic. The performers were obviously really, really talented in, in their interpretive dance and the costumes were amazing. So it was an extravaganza, no doubt about it, but I don't know. It's just me. I don't find interpretive dance very sexy. So to me, after we watched the first one, we're like, oh, is that it? Like, okay, move on. And there was like six of these shows throughout the day. So we didn't even really bother looking at the, the other five because the first one was just, yeah, it wasn't sexy. And I guess when you go to Sexpo, that's what we want to see is sexy, right? Mm. So now some people might find it sexy and if they did awesome, you know, more power to you, man. Um, but it just, yeah, wasn't really our thing watching interpretive dance. So, but anyway, you know, they had a bunch of other stuff. They had some, um, other, uh, exhibits on if you like so one of the ones we went to which is you know i guess all about what we're doing with this as well is we had uh, a listening on the swinging uh, and um squirting squirting that's right <coughs> yeah excuse me <coughs> excuse me just clear my throat yeah so the, the we had their next bow there on swinging and squirting so we listened in on that um and that was that was really really good actually but the problem i found with it was when it was set off next to the big stage. So we all sat down, the presenters came out and started talking and they're, they're talking away and they've got their, their own little PA system and speakers. And then the main stage kicks on with this massive loud music and, you know, people up there talking and stuff. And you can't hear what the other people were saying on, on the little stage that was sitting in front of. So there was a bit of backwards and forwards and trying to get their volume levels and everything right. Once they did, it was okay. but yeah, It was very educational. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, and lucky for us, we did eventually go back and speak to the one of one of the girls that was organizing that particular um, exhibition exhibition as well, because she was in the lifestyle. And we mentioned a little bit about that in the last episode. Um, but what did we talk to when we when we spoke to her? Can, would you like to tell the um, the listeners out there what we spoke to about that with that girl? Oh, we we spoke about, you know, um, first time body image. She, I mean, she answered all our questions, you know, honestly and, but it was just good just to get another perspective of someone in the lifestyle because it's one of those, um, yeah, it's one of those things that you don't, you know, bring up with your best friend <laughs> because, you know, I, I think it's, you, d- you don't want to get judged, but at the same time, you know, you want to get the information. So, but it was really good talking to her, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was in fact, I think that the whole day, I mean, all the things we saw and we did, for me, that the whole day, that was probably worth the money, really. It was 
just having that conversation because here we are talking about it, considering going into this this thing, but we have nobody that's already there to actually speak to or find out about. So all the information we're getting is from listening and reading, you know, listening to podcasts and, and reading stuff, but actually have someone to speak to and then ask some questions and get that immediate response back for me was really, really important. Um, so it was only a very brief conversation. We only spoke for about 10 minutes, but for me, that was worth all the money and all the time just to have that short conversation. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. So with that being said, there was a bunch of other stuff we saw. Um, but I think, you know, I don't want to be disparaging, but we went to Sexpo once before uh, a number of years back. And this time, I just don't think it felt as good. Yeah, so I don't know whether or not, um, you know, coast, uh, post-COVID, sorry, had a play in it. Um, but it was set up more as an educational theme. Yeah, yeah, which was which is great because you know that's part of the reason we went there. I mean, some of the stuff we saw, which we we liked, or, or definitely you were really interested in, was the uh, that that rope thing. I can never remember what they call it. Ah, uh, shabari. Shabari. There you go. So that rope thing, right? So we saw a little bit of that last time we went there, but this time they had a bigger exposition of it and a big show and it was it was a real performance art and it was pretty impressive stuff i must it admit. was very very impressive you gotta be super trusting your partner because they this guy tied this girl up and then hoisted her up you know basically on like a pulley we made up a pulley out of this rope and i thought man you really want to be trusting your partner and their knot tying skills because it could go very badly mm. yeah but it was it was a beautiful it was beautiful to watch yeah, it was definitely something. If you get the chance to go to a sexpo, wherever you are in the world, and you get to see that, it's really something, it is something to see. It's, it's really interesting the way it works. So, yeah, that was, that was good. I, I think, and we've we talked about this before, that we felt that it wasn't as sexy as the last time. So, you know, would you, would you agree with that? I would. Um, so last time we went... They had uh, naked performers on stage. There was, you know, naked people walking around. But there was really none of that nudity this time around. Yeah, yeah. I think for us, at least for me anyway, I found uh, there were more, I guess, sexier people in the visitors to to the, the sexpo, you know, people like us wandering around. I found more sexier people there than I did actually, you know, on stage or, or whatever else that was, you know, running their, their exhibits or whatever. And that's not to say that, you know, there weren't sexy people there and people in sexy clothing and stuff. There were, but it just wasn't as much as what we saw maybe last time. Yeah, that's correct. Um, a lot of the the girls who were topless, who were walking around, basically had, you know, tape over their nipples um, and so forth. So um, not sure... Um, basically what the reasoning behind that is, whether or not it was, you know, new organisers or, you know, new laws, new rules. Um, but, you know, it was it was still interesting to watch. Um, but at the same time, there was some um, exhibitions that, you know, were advertised that weren't there. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they did have a caveat on their website that you know, that maybe not all exhibitions would be there. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's to be expected, especially in this world with COVID. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe someone did come down with COVID or they couldn't get their equipment there or whatever. 
Um, which I guess also brings me to something I was a bit disappointed about. Um, and I was disappointed that the porn star Angela White was not there. Now, we went to Sexpo in Sydney. And as we're recording this right now, there is Sexpo on in Melbourne. And she is in Melbourne. Now, I was a bit disappointed by that. Mrs. Mrs. H is giving me this look right now. <laughs> she is giving me this look of like, I am not impressed. <laughs> but I just find, one, I find her sexy. But two, she when I've watched interviews with her, she's actually an incredibly intelligent person. And it's the sort of person you would just like to talk to and ask questions about the sort of industry she's in. Right? And I think that would be an interesting conversation. So she was not there. And I was really hoping she was because when Sexpo was originally going to be on before the pandemic hit, she was going to be there. And then obviously it got cancelled and then it got cancelled again. And I thought, oh, yes, right. This time might get this opportunity. But no, she was not there. She's down in Melbourne. And so, can he sense the disappointment in his voice? I, I am very disappointed. Yes, I am. And Mrs. H is going to be cranking at me for the rest of the day. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was also thinking about this during the week. And I was thinking, okay, we're going to try and record this podcast this week. You know, find a short amount of time we can sneak in and do it. And I was thinking about this. We didn't think Sexpo was as sexy this time as it was last time. Is it because obviously there weren't as many sexy performers and stuff on stage and stuff like that, but there was still the strip bar and we'll talk, maybe talk about that in a minute. But was it because we have changed ourselves? And I'm thinking about when we went last time, right? It was the very first time we'd ever been and there. And we didn't know what to expect. Didn't know what to expect. There was a bunch of naked people or almost naked people wandering around and, you know, like your just mind is blown because you've never been in that situation before. And also, like, even I think some of the stuff that we might do or think about has changed. Like, I know for last time, I really wasn't too keen on going having a look at the BDSM type stuff. Because for me, at that stage, I just imagined it to be whips, pain, fury, and nails through your ball sack, you know. Um, but we have now, I've now found out there's not that at all. I mean, it could be that if you really want to have your ball sack nailed to a piece of timber. But... It's not all about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not all about that. It's about a whole bunch of other stuff as well. So I was much more open to it and much more interested in it this time around, whereas last time I wasn't. So I'm wondering, is it not as sexy because we've experienced it before and we've changed? Or is it just we thought, oh, no, there just wasn't as many things there? I think it's a mixture of both, actually. I think, you know... When we look back to when we first went, obviously it was a new experience to us and we really didn't know what to expect. But then since then, I mean, we've, we've, we've done a few things which I think just changes your outlook on life. We've done the whole, okay, we've watched all these episodes of, you know, Swing USA. Um, we're certainly, you know, watching a lot more porn than what we used to, um, certainly have quite a few more toys than what I used to. <laughs> yeah, we have a, a large collection or a growing collection of toys at the moment. That's right. And um, so, yeah, I think I think we've grown. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I definitely still think that there definitely were things that we saw last time around that weren't there this time. Um 
And yeah, you know, so obviously. I think it. Sorry, I, sorry, Mister H. I also think it comes down to timing of when the the show's on yeah. as well. Yeah, I know. I think this is something too. We we talked about that. So we went during the daytime, um, and I think that although they do a rinse and repeat at nighttime, it's the same stuff. I think it would be better at nighttime because I think people just would be probably a bit more g'd up and probably more excited. Um, you know, because it's nighttime, you're out, it's a Saturday night or whatever. So we kind of decided the next time we go, we're, we're definitely going to do the nighttime uh, show or probably do daytime and nighttime uh, because I think that maybe it'd just be more... The dynamics may change. Yeah, yeah, with- and the atmosphere might be different. You know, like, for example, when we went to in there, they had a, a big, like, a, a pop-up strip bar, if you like, um, of which I almost got us kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> Only I could go to a expo and go to strip bar in the same place and almost get kicked out. So, and admittedly, it was innocent. It was innocent. We we're in there. I took out my mobile phone and I was taking a photo. I was trying to get a photo of the whole lot. And this girl that was obviously her job was to make sure people didn't do that. Literally jumped on me like, where's your phone? Get rid of that photo. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I deleted the photo in front of her. Uh, and she said, you're okay to take photos outside but not inside this one little section. And I've, obviously the giant big signs that apparently were everywhere, I didn't see those signs. And, yeah, so we almost got kicked out. Well, you almost got kicked almost out. almost got kicked out. <laughs> but I, I thought when we were in there watching that, so in the previous time we'd been to Sexpo, they would have had that sort of stuff on the big stage, right? And every day, you know, big, you know, a striptease type thing or whatever was on the big stage, which I, we didn't see this time around. So we were in this strip bar and I don't, maybe it's just me. Maybe, maybe this is just showing my age, right? But we're in there, we're watching it um, and the girls are up there and they're dancing on the pole. Um, really, obviously, you know, for them, it's just a job. So they're literally just going through the motions, right? And the music, and again, this is just showing my age. The music was all pretty much hip hop, you know, techno-y type music. And I don't find that very sexy, you know. Where was where was Motley Crue playing Girls, Girls, Girls? He is showing his age now, isn't he? He is. Where was Warren singing Cherry Pie, Def Leppard, Porson Sugar on Me? Those songs were written for that environment, you know, and they're not being played. You do realise that some of these people may not have been born when these I songs do. were produced. I, I, do <laughs> understand, I do understand that, but I just, for, for me, I just think that's it, right, you know. Um, Phil Collin from Def Leppard has been on the record in saying that when they did the album Hysteria, the album was tanking. It was not selling until they released a single Pours and Sugar on Me and all the strippers in Florida bought this single so they could play it on their shows and it just exploded and it made their album one of the biggest selling albums in history because of that. And I just, for me, it's, you know, that is all my vision of strip bars is that sort of stuff, you know. Again, I'm obviously showing my age and younger people are probably listening to me probably thinking, man, (laughs) they probably don't even know the songs I'm talking about. But, you know, that whole glam area, that to me is what it's all about. So we're in there watching it and some of the girls were quite good looking and, you know, but it just felt to me like, I don't know, sterile in some ways. I I don't know. It was just like, oh, okay, you know, I don't know. Did you have the same sort of feeling or or not? Well, for me... I mean, that was the first time ever I've been to basically a strip club. Right, yeah. Um, and look, you know, it was, for me, I enjoyed watching it. 
Um, there was quite a few women, you know, watching. Obviously, they're with their partners and, you know, watching the um, the shows. Um, at one point, I think I said to Mr H, oh, you know, those dancers are probably dancing there and they're probably running through what groceries they've got to buy in their head. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> definitely some of them were definitely going through the motions. I mean, I look, I found being in there, I honestly found the sexiest thing about that experience was actually watching you, watching them. To mm. me, that was pretty sexy. I was enjoying that part of it. More than I was enjoying the dancers. And don't get me wrong, the dancers, some of them were pretty good looking. Uh, but, yeah, I just found that pretty sexy myself. And I did offer, you know, for us to go and get a lap dance for you. But Yeah, I know. I don't think I was ready at that point, though. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and I, I, I gave you multiple offers. You did. <laughs> I was pretty keen for that. But anyway, you know, you, you weren't ready and that's fair enough. So I'm not going to push you into something that you don't want to do. No. And I guess it's also the fear of the unknown as well. You don't know what to expect. Um, but yeah, no, I, I still stand there. I mean, for me, there's, you know, like no regret not getting a, um, a lap dance, but that point, that point in my life. Yeah. Just not ready for it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll work towards that. <laughs> <laughs> we will get there. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll revisit this the next time Sexpo's in town. <laughs> That's right. Only comes around every two years. That's right. But the, actually, funny enough, that's something we did talk about, wasn't it? Like, if we were to do things, if we were to run that show, um, one of the things we would actually do, we would have it more often, didn't we? Because we we felt like every two years is just a huge distance between those sorts of things, and well, there's really nothing else like it. No, but what? But the other thing we did comment on as well was that basically we're an environment with other like-minded people, so to speak. Um, even when we were standing in line, you know, when we were getting our um, tickets checked and our hands stamped, you know, before we went into the venue, there was, you know, we're in this big line and, you know, um, different body types, different ages. There was some pretty, you know, like, you know, there was quite a few couples that were hell of a lot older than us. And oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a, there was some that actually were literally almost on their walking frames. Yeah, and so I think from that aspect, it was good. It was good because you you kind of forget, you know, um, like the last time what last time you've went, um, you know, the ages and so forth of the people there. But but this time around, it was. Yeah, it was a, a very wide range of rain ages, very wide range of body shapes. Um, yeah, and we were kind of joking while we were standing in line there, what if someone from work saw us? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Can you but imagine then, trying to explain that around the water cooler? Yeah, but then we decided, <laughs> well, hey, they're probably going to be not so much embarrassed as what we are, but they're there for the same reason that we are. So That's, that's exactly right. Yeah, I know, because it would be kind of funny sitting there and the person next to you and the cubicle next to you pops her head over and says i saw you on the weekend yeah that's right <laughs> but but it was like we, we we discussed the idea well if they're here they're here for the same reasons we are so it's all it's all good right um so yeah so it was that was that was pretty cool it was to to be in a safe environment where everybody was there for the same reason and that's what we would talk about like there's not enough of those sorts of events whether we thought this was a good one or a bad one it really doesn't matter you know, this thing only comes around every two years, you know, because obviously they tour it. So they go to the major capital cities in Australia. Then I believe they tour it into to the UK. Um, and, you know, so they, it's a big logistical thing for them to run, I'm sure. 
but there's nothing else like you know we could go to strip bars but most of them are pretty dodgy and sleazy and there's not too many around where well we've discussed that before like where we live like the the nearest one is probably a good hours drive away from where we are because australia is a very very large place and everything is really really spread out so you know for us to go and find places like that or, or you know erotic type things there's just not that much out there really no that's exactly right unless there's stuff that we don't know about and maybe we'll find that out but um, you know, <laughs> i've looked and i haven't really found too much so you know it's it would be nice if there were more things like sexpo and they don't have to be the big extravagant sort of thing that they had but just more events where people can go and just be feel safe and just you know um enjoy enjoy that's right and enjoy sex and have a sex positive place where they can go and i'm obviously you know things like swingers clubs that's just you know that goes on obviously i'm, I'm assuming because <laughs> you know that's what it's for right but um but yeah just there was a whole mix of different things going on there and different people and i just thought that was really really great and something that i would like to see happen more often but you know I don't organise these things. No, but we still had a good time. We did, you know. And having said that, we had a good weekend. So it was basically the first time we'd been away for a weekend, the two of us, um, without the kids for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that was good as well, just to get away and just be ourselves for a, for a little while. So, And, you know, one of the things that, that I really enjoyed over the weekend and something we still do now is, you know, we, we came up with a, a little little hand signal between each of us to uh, let each other know when we saw someone who we thought particularly attractive or, you know, which I thought was really sexy and I kind of still like doing that. Yeah. Yep. No jealousy, no nothing. Um, You know, and it's just one of those things that, you know, I think you do take in, you know, a gorgeous person or whatever, regardless, you know, regardless if they're male or female. And, um, you know, and there's just no hang-ups about it. Yeah, and it's it's something that, that I enjoy because it allows me to share one of my passions, which is the female form. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to share that with you so I don't feel guilty about, oh, she looks all right, you know, because I can Well, he's holding you. my hand. <laughs> That's right. So I can tell you that, that I think she looks all right, you know, in a little covert way. And you can tell me when you see someone that you like that's, you know, in a covert way. And, you know, it's just this great way of, you know, connecting us uh, again as, you know, sharing my my joy of looking at girls and your enjoyment of looking at girls. And it's just like... And guys. And guys, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just a great thing, I think. So that was really cool. So we're walking around all of Sydney doing that, which was... Hand yeah. signals. <laughs> <laughs> but that was fun, you know, so... That's something that we, we're still doing, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a bit so. of playful fun. No one gets hurt. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So um, so it was a really, really good weekend. And then obviously, you know, well, um, to top that off, then we uh, we bought some, some toys. We bought some new equipment, if you like, while we're there, which some of which we haven't used yet. We've got to try and use some of this stuff yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, did you want to tell the listeners about some of the stuff that we bought? Oh, what did we buy? So we basically bought a um, a mini wand. So um, so basically a mini Hitachi. 
Yeah, so it wasn't the high Tashi brand. We already got one of those, but um, this was just a, it was a different brand. But yeah, just did, a mini wand. Yeah, what was it that you liked about it? Um, as Mr. H said, um, I've got a Hitachi. The one thing I don't like about it is that after a while, it gets too heavy to hold. Um, because I've got I've got a wrist injury, not caused by the Hitachi though, <laughs> and uh, not caused by me, <laughs> and not caused by you. Um, so I wanted something lighter. So we found something lighter, and I've got to say, it. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, you do. You do enjoy it, don't you? I enjoy yeah. it. Um, and then what else did we buy? Oh, we bought some um, shibari rope to practice with, which we haven't had a chance to do yet. Yep. So going to whip somebody's ass at some stage. That's right. Because while we're at Sexpo, we did, yeah, we, we went and saw um, the exhibition about, I've just gone blank. <laughs> it was BDSM. Yeah, BDSM. Yeah. And, and that was very, very educational. Um, and could you remember the name of the... Um, the mistress. The mistress. No, I can't remember at all. I'm sure we look it up on, on the web. We'd probably find it, but I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, because I also gone blank about that. But she was absolutely awesome. Yeah, she was. She was she, full she on dominatrix and, you know, but she really explained it. Yeah. In, in, you know, straight, layman's terms. Layman's term and straight to the point. It was great, you know. Yeah, so she went through the whole, you know, um, consent. She went through uh, basically uh, a traffic light system as well. Yep. So instead of saying, you know, no when you mean yes and yes when you mean no type of thing, <laughs> it was based on the traffic lights. So basically red was stop, orange was basically... Lay off a little bit. Yeah, lay off a little bit and green was go. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. And I'll go admit, while we're talking about that, I, you know, I shouldn't laugh at other people's misfortune, but she did ask for volunteers. And, you know, and that one dude got up there and obviously I think he must have been egged on by his mates and he didn't look like he was He looked player. petrified when he got up there. <laughs> he was absolutely <laughs> shitting himself. He really was. He, she had him bent over and she's explaining how to use a flogger and you could see him. He was just scrunching his eyes and he was waiting for this whipping to come. And of course she didn't do it. But, you know, I was, I, I was watching. I was kind of chuckling inside myself. I thought, you poor bastard. Yeah, <laughs> he had no idea what was going on at all. No, but, but I, I don't think you do until you until you're involved in that's right. something like that. And I think, yeah, I think you were right. I think he got egged on by his mates. He got up there, and then the fact that he got tied to this basic <laughs> that's right yeah. <laughs> tied him stand. up, and he was he was just right shitting himself. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was so it was a really, really good weekend. Uh, you know, we had had a good time, and then obviously we went back to the hotel room that night. You know, uh, tried out some of your toys, um, and then unfortunately, you did have a little bit of emotional meltdown. I did have a meltdown. Yeah, we which we kind of talked about in the last episode when we talked about the meltdown and you know what I did to try and make you feel better. Um, why? Why do you think the meltdown happened? Oh, you're putting me on the spot I now. Am on the spot. I like to put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> I know. I think it was it was a highly, you know, sex charged day. It was something that we'd been talking about. Oh, obviously for the last couple of years. Um, 
and then and then obviously you know you you go through the motions of you know you you're looking at you know good looking people you're looking at exhibitions you're looking at toys um and so forth and i guess for me cuz we spent actually we we did spend spend most of our time in the strip bar so you're looking at you know these you know wonderfully proportioned you know good looking gorgeous women you know strutting their stuff and so forth um i'm no means a size 10 or a 12 um I'm a, you know, carrying a bit of extra weight and I think I just, you know, yeah, I mean, I, for me, I just couldn't understand what what about me Mr. H found sexy after he'd been oogling at all these women all day. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, like, to be honest, again, if you want to know how we dealt with that issue, it, we did talk about that in the last episode. Um, but having said that, the girls that were on stage in the strip bar um, – they were all super skinny. Like I mean, super skinny. You know, again, maybe I'm showing my age here, but when I think of strip bars, and again, I'm thinking back to video clips I saw, Motley Crue and, you know, Warrant and, and all those great bands, right? I, I call them David Lee Roth girls. You want, you want to watch the David Lee Roth video clip for California girls. Go and have a look on YouTube and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about, right? There were no girls that looked like David Lee Roth girls. Yeah, so I've got the big tits. I've got the yes. skinny waist. I've got the big ass. <laughs> this is it, right? That hourglass. That's that's what I like. Okay, so for me, again, watching those girls, yeah, they were sexy, they were sensual, but were they David Lee Roth girls? No, they were not. So you know, they didn't tick all those boxes for me. No. But I did have a meltdown over it. You did, yes, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like a screaming meltdown. It was just a lot of tears. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was emotional overload. Um, but we dealt with it. We dealt with it. That's with right. It, and we're still good, and we're moving forward, which is awesome. That's right. And we've used that toy quite a few times now. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> when we can. <laughs> That's right. When we can, when we can sneak in. We use that toy a fair bit. So yeah, which is 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 awesome. So. Um, so that was really, that was our weekend, wasn't it? It was a great weekend away. The weather was really nice. So we could get out, walk around. It was just a really, really nice weekend to be away and doing stuff for ourselves. Really. Well, this is it. It was a overnight jaunt away. Um, didn't have to worry about anything. Um, and it was just fun. It was just, it was just nice just being us. Yeah. It was. It really just just being you and me. Yeah. I mean, look, we love our kids dearly. We absolutely do. And we've got two dogs that we also, you know, love dearly. Yeah. And um, I don't know, just interrupting a minute, I don't know if this is going to be picked up on the microphones, but for half the time we've been recording this podcast, there's noises outside and one of the dogs has decided to tip out a plant pot and been playing with a damn plant pot and that's all I can hear. But I don't think the microphones picked it up. But if they, if you hear this rumbling in the background, that's what it is. Yep. So, like I said, we love our kids dearly, but it was just nice just to go somewhere, have a bit of adult time, which I'm so I'm sure some of you can all relate to. <laughs> have a bit of adult time, just the two of us, and um, and just relaxing and each other's company and talking about adult things. Yeah. And how do you think that maybe if we look at it in the grand scheme of things, you know, going to Sexpo. How do you think that has helped us in entering this idea of joining this lifestyle? Has it helped? 
I think it has. I mean, with all the stuff that we've been doing over the last, I don't know, what, 12 months or so, six months, nine months, yeah. um, I think we're definitely communicating more on that level. And I think it's just about, yeah, you've just got to be honest, I think. And and sometimes it's just taking, you know, when, when you talk about stuff, it's just talk, yeah, taking a little bit of a risk and saying, oh, look, you know, this is what I like. What do you think? Um, and, and look, you know, there's going to be times where you don't see eye to eye on things, but sometimes you just need to compromise a little bit. Yeah, and I, I up to a certain point though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw that in up to a certain point, but at the same time, everything has to be consensual. Yes, it's definitely. And I, I felt for me going to Sexpo again. We mentioned before having a conversation with a girl who is in lifestyle, which was hugely beneficial. But just going to those sorts of events gives you that freedom to talk about these things because you're, you know, at that point in time, you're engrossed in it. It's everywhere, right? So having those discussions just feels a little bit more natural than they would if you're sitting, you know, or maybe you're out grocery shopping or something. You're not exactly going to start talking about, oh, you know what? Wouldn't it be great if we got one, you know, got one home and bought a bloody big dildo? You know, I guess for me, if we're talking about going down this road, having that environment in which we could talk about things and point things out was hugely beneficial, I thought. But I think also the more... The more times you talk about it, the more normal, if you like, it becomes. Yeah, that's very true. That is very true. The more you, the more you understand it and the more you, you discuss it with each other, then it becomes just something that you do. That's right. And, you know, and I don't know about you, Mr. H, but, you know, you hear about all these things that happens behind closed doors, sort of, so to speak. And, it, and it's not until you go and see it or hear about it or, you know, listen to it, that suddenly, you know, your your whole outlook on it changes. Yeah, no, that's very, very true. Because again, we've talked about this before, where what we expected when we first started looking into this, our ideas of what we thought all this was about, turned out to be totally wrong. And again, that's what that's the beauty of things like Sexpo, where you can go there and you can be exposed to things that you might not necessarily do. A good example, actually, was that fellow we spoke to about the BDSM. Remember? He had, like, the, the tattoos and oh, the earrings and Oh, the whips, and stuff. yeah. Man, that dude was, like, one scary motherfucker, right? Yeah, and as I said to Mr. H afterwards, after talking to this guy who was absolutely awesome to talk to, you know, I said to Mr. H, you know, like, if we saw him walking down the street, we'd, you know, we'd – we do this like, you know, clear path away from him. But like we were talking to him and he was just the most gentlest spoken guy. Yeah. Very, you know, very polite, knew his stuff. Yeah, it was so surprising and shocking. I and mean, it shouldn't be. We're old no. enough to know better. And, but you know, and we've all been told, you know, not to judge a book by its yeah, cover. Yeah, that's right. And we always tell our children all that sort of stuff too. But again, it's just that this dude just looked intimidating. He wasn't like a massive big muscle man like Arnold Schwarzenegger or anything, but he just looked dodgy, right? You know, at least if you saw him in the street, that's what you would think. But then we were chatting to him. He was just such a lovely bloke. And we and, were talking to him for about, what, 15 minutes? Oh, yeah, easy. You know, he was talking about his, his the whips and I think he was – was he making some? I think he was yeah, making he was. some too, was And he, he was telling us the difference between, you know, the leather whips, the synthetic whips, yeah. the width of um, 
you know, the width of the whip, the whips, the different types of whips. And how it wasn't all about pain. It was all just about different sensations. Yeah, and, and about touching. Yeah. And he, and he said, you know, and this was so true. He said it's, you know, you could get the same effect with just using your hand. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was great talking to him. So for me, I guess it goes back again, that whole opportunity to talk to people. And education. And education that we would not normally do you know, allows for those conversations, allows for those ideas and, you know, to maybe help steer us in a direction, whatever direction this journey takes us, but it's just helping us in that way. So again, if you are in a country or in a city somewhere and they have one of these sorts of events, go to it, regardless whether you thought it was as good as one you might have been to before or not. I think there's still huge benefits to going to do these things. Oh, there is. And, you know, and like we've always said, we're on this journey together. So as you know, if if one of us says, "Look, I'm really not into it," well, that's it. You yeah, know, that's it. we don't th- do it. We don't do it. And like I said, you know, along the way, sometimes there is a bit of compromise. Um, but if it's something that we, t- you know, that I totally don't want to do, or Mister H totally, you know, doesn't want to do, then that's it. You know, our relationship to us means more than anything so that's right that is so so important now i'm going to segue at this point right <laughs> because i found this story in the media and i just you know we've talked all about our weekend we talked about sex but that's kind of really done we're going to start going around circles and we could keep talking about that but i found this story in the media that i just desperately desperately want to share right because I, it, it comes back i guess to kind of what we were saying in our last episode where we talked about perceptions, you know, and I talked about rainbow parties, right? And this perception that, you know, all teenagers run around and do crazy shit, right? Um, and where was that when I was young? So this one, and I, I'm going to call bullshit on this story. I'm going to read it out, but I'm going to call bullshit on this story. I don't think this ever happened, right? At least it's been embellished anyway. But I couldn't help but laugh when I was reading it. So this story deals with a bunch of teenagers and a new trend apparently where they basically go and have orgies in parent rooms in shopping centres. Yeah, I call bullshit on that as well, I think. <laughs> let me let me read some of this stuff to you because I think it's hilarious. So it said in this story, which um, I will link in the show notes just so you can read it too because it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy, right? I really shouldn't actually be doing that because I shouldn't be feeding the the beast with all these clicks, but anyway, it is funny. So perturbed Queenslanders, so that's a term used for people who live in Queensland, which is in northern Australia, northeast of Australia. So Queenslanders uh, opened up about a trend of teenage orgies after unsuspecting mother stumbled upon one in a shopping centre parents' room earlier this week. Brisbane mother, I won't mention the name, you can read it, um, and her two-year-old daughter walked in on four teens having group sex in a parent's room at Westfield North Lakes on Sunday. Now, Westfield is a name of a shopping center brand here in Australia. So, yeah, apparently, apparently she walked in and they were all shagging, apparently. Um, apparently, the, uh, the police are investigating it or have investigated it. Um, but meanwhile, the particular media uh, that is reporting on this decided to ask other people about it and apparently it's been happening for years one person sorry mr h can i just interrupt there as 
when my kids were younger, I used numerous parenting rooms to either change nappies or take them to the toilets. And I can't think of anything much unsexier than having sex in a parent's room. Yeah, I know, right? And it's 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 crazy because it goes on, right? Here's <laughs> some other quotes from this story. So one says, uh, it, some someone had said, it's just some OnlyFans content to pay for their vapes. It's nothing new. It's just the new trend, right? Well, okay, I'll call bullshit on that straight away. If there's nothing new, but it's a new trend, well, it can't be both, right? But yeah, anyway, um, the, the one person apparently, one one mother who walked in and saw this this action happening said, I responded by saying, this is a baby changing room, not a baby making room. <laughs> <laughs> And then apparently they were about 14, right? So that's their age. The boy looked at me and said, you're just jealous. But I was gobsmacked. But 14 <laughs> is under the age of consent. It is under the age of consent. In, so in Australia illegal. or that's in New right. South Wales. That's right. So it's actually illegal. But I just thought, really, you know, I can't imagine that this, this happened. Uh, another claim to have walked in on an identical scene at another Brisbane Westfield. So it clearly seems to be a Queensland thing. Um while others claimed they have witnessed the display with drug use as well. And so parents have flocked online to condemn the incident, brainstorming on what could be done to curb the behavior. Well, personally, I don't think, I think this is all, all bullshit. I really can't imagine this is happening. You know, it. I would believe maybe somebody walked in and maybe there was, you know, two teenagers, you know, uh, kissing or something silly like that but i just i can't imagine they'd be having these full-on orgies that just doesn't make any sense like you just wouldn't do it It, yeah like if you're going to do that why would you not go into the disabled toilets which is fairly big and you've got a lock on it and it doesn't smell that's exactly right exactly right yeah so um apparently it goes on it says that uh the the actual event that happened the one they're reporting on said that the mother had walked in on some weird orgy in the parents' room. Well, I don't know about you, but orgies are orgies. I didn't think they were some weird thing. But anyway, there we go. I walked in on what I can only describe as some weird orgy. Four teenagers having sex on the bench near the microwave and then moved into one of the, the breastfeeding cubicles. I didn't feel comfortable saying anything to them as there were four of them and I only, only and only me and my daughter, right? So but then, the benches in the in the parents' rooms aren't overly big. I know, but it gets better, right? She then says, I threw my daughter, half-dressed, and the contents of the change bag in a trolley and left. Honestly, I will never be using the parents' room again. Now, here's the thing, right? So she's walked in, apparently, on these teenagers, all shagging away. They've had enough time to go, oh, somebody's come in. Let's stop. And let's move over here to a cubicle and then continue on. Her daughter is half-dressed, which means at some point she must have actually already started doing the changing. So at which point did she decide, I'm not going to change my daughter while this orgy is going on? Mm. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense at all, right? So um, personally, I think the whole thing's bullshit. Um, it's all been exaggerated and it's great media fodder. But I just thought it was hilarious that this sort of crap still makes the media. And this was on a mainstream media site too. This isn't some dodgy Facebook thing, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's just my crazy little bit of media that I thought I had to throw in 
for for this week because I just thought it was hilarious. So anyway, um, that's really it. That's about all I've got for for this week, I think. Yep. Yep. So we'll sign off. So thanks for listening. And remember, we would love to hear from you. Seriously, we really would like to hear from people. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Maybe you're in a similar situation to us. What are you doing about it? We would love to have these conversations. I have reached out to a few people I've met online that hopefully we, we can have some conversations and discuss things, which would be great for us. Um, but you can reach out to us on Twitter, at least while Twitter's still hanging around. It hasn't sunk like the Titanic yet, but you can find us on Twitter at Pineapple Code. You can also go to our website, www.thepineapplecode.com. And you can also email us at thepineapplecode01 at gmail.com. Now, I've been a bit lazy. I haven't got around setting up our um, domain name email yet. But if you send us that Gmail one, it will get to us regardless of whether it's 2022 or 2029 or something like that. Um, so yes, now our next episode coming up, episode four, will be about what we've learned so far and where we got our information from and what information we found was beneficial and what information maybe you might want to avoid if you're in our situation. So it's bye from me. And bye from me. Thanks for listening. <laughs>